Today, I continue my bipartisan rampage through both parties, as Trevor Noah has reached new levels of stupid that can't be ignored. And we will rip him apart for it. Liberals, don't worry, I'm still going to bash the Republicans for their newfound love of a dictator who's committing human rights violations in Syria, kills journalists, and is the head of state-run media that spouts propaganda to its citizens to keep them politely in line with his policies. A dictator who invaded Crimea with no cause and played both Bush and Obama like a fiddle and now has Trump in his cabinet in the palm of his hand. Scary time to be a Republican. This is why you shouldn't subscribe to a party. You shouldn't subscribe to a person. You should subscribe to ideals. Pursue ideals and policies that you believe are morally and or fiscally responsible, and you cannot go wrong. Where you can go wrong is supporting someone like Donald Trump blindly, refusing to scold him when he fails or offer any dissenting opinion. I'm Matt Green, and you're listening to The Lunch Break. Welcome to the program on this Friday, December 16th. Just nine days till Christmas. How about that? Hope you got your Guinness, like I do, and uh, we can get this thing rolling. Before we start, before we get into the real nonsense, just got a quick story. So the other day, I was... I was, uh, I was buying some beer, and uh, after I had just gone and, and bought a pizza, I was headed home after work, and I came out of the, out of the beer store, and I, uh, I saw a homeless guy. I go up to him, I say, hey man, you doing okay? It was a cold night. Um, I say, hey, I've got, a, I've got a pizza in the car. You mind if I share it with you? He goes, uh, he looks at me, he goes, Where's it from? I'm like, I was startled, obviously. And I'm like, uh, it's from, from Little Caesars right over there. Yeah, it was a hot and ready. I'm like, it's from Little Caesars right over there. He thinks about it for a solid 15 seconds. He's just twiddling his thumbs. He looks up at me and he's like, I think I'll refrain. <laughs> and I'm not joking you. 100% true story. The homeless man didn't want to share my pizza with me. Um, and I was telling that story to my friend, and uh, and she said that her sister is kind of raising awareness for doing nice things for homeless people in Chicago because it is so cold and and it is winter and it's Christmas and uh, so just a quick reminder if you see you know a homeless guy, homeless gal on the street, uh, give him a dollar, give him you know give him give him some food, offer him some food, give him something. I'm tired of that that argument by the way. Oh, if I if I give him money, he's gonna go spend it on on alcohol or drugs. Okay, who cares? He's living on the street. He should have the right to do whatever he wants with that money. If that dude wants to go buy drugs with the the two dollars I give him, more power to him. Who am I to tell him what to do when he's the one you know living in poverty? He needs something to take his mind off that. So forget that logic. That's just an argument to not have to give him money. Give him two bucks. Give him three bucks. Give him a, a pizza if he'll take it. Just make sure it isn't Little Caesars. So that's my little PSA before we get started. Um, let's let's get right into this. It's it's Trevor Noah. My goodness. So the other night on the Daily Show, which has sunk into depths 
that have never before been explored by any human. I mean, this show is terrible. Jon Stewart is uh, surely fuming right now. Um, but Trevor Noah goes off on the Electoral College, which we've seen it all over. The Electoral College, it's undemocratic. Yes, no kidding, it's undemocratic. We're not a democracy. Right? Adam ruins everything. Did a, did a piece on the Electoral College that was so false and so contradictory and so ultimately just dumb uh, that, it, that it was uh, impossible impossible to watch and impossible to take seriously. And now Trevor Noah's doing the same thing. Okay? He's making arguments that are nonsense. We are not a democracy. We were never intended to be a democracy. And to imply that our system is poor um, because it, it isn't subject to mob rule is is stupid. Let's uh, let's listen to to some of what he's saying, and and as usual, we'll analyze and rip it apart. And if if you're like me, you probably thought that on election day, Americans were going to the polls to elect a president. Uh, but if you did vote, your vote didn't go to Clinton or Trump or the best third party candidate out there, Harambe. <laughs> he may be dead, my friends, but at least he knows where Aleppo is. When people voted, they were actually voting for electors, who are basically a bunch of locally appointed representatives who then vote on your behalf, which, again, makes no sense to me. Oh, Harambe joke. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess we're still making those. Um, my goodness. That show could not be less funny at this point. And secondly, I didn't know that, that our main goal of a governmental system was to make sure it made sense to Trevor Noah. I, I don't care if it makes sense to you, Trevor. That's not my goal. Who cares? I, let's move on. I, it's a bizarre, bizarre twist on an already bizarre system because there are two ways to pick a president. There's giving it to the person with the most votes, commonly known as democracy. Yes, we know what democracy is, Trevor. America was never meant to be a democracy. It was never meant to be subject to mob rule. And then there's how America does it. We're the only democracy in the world that doesn't count the popular vote. This is the second time in 16 years that the person coming into the White House has lost the popular vote. Under the Electoral College system, a candidate who wins the most votes gets all of that state's electoral votes. A candidate can win millions of individual votes in a state like Florida and still lose all that state's electoral votes because they lost the popular vote there. Now, if that sounded confusing, that's because it is. <laughs> the person with more votes should win. This is a weird system because no other country decides elections this way. First of all, no, it isn't confusing. I, I would venture to guess that every self-aware American knows how this works. Second of all, we're the only country that does it this way is not a valid reason. I don't care what, I don't care what other countries have done. America has never been subject to dictatorial rule like a lot of other countries. America, we're not perfect. I'm not saying we're perfect, and I'm not one of these crazy nationalists who thinks America is the greatest place ever, except I, I do think it is the greatest country in the world. Why? Well, we've won two world wars. We kept, we kept fascism from taking over Europe. 
We saved a lot of the world from Japan. Okay, we've never used our might to try to conquer anyone else. Vietnam and Korea maybe were mistakes, but at no point were we trying to conquer territories or expand our empire. We put a man on the freaking moon. To say all this, to say that another country does it this way, or we're the only country that does it this way, that's not a valid excuse. We don't need to do it like them. Our founding fathers were geniuses who came up with this for a specific reason, and it has worked for 250 years, and the only thing threatening it now is this liberal, ridiculous ideology that America isn't so great. Yes, maybe, maybe we screwed up with, not maybe, we definitely screwed up with slavery. We definitely screwed up with Native American genocide. But for you to come out and say, America is not a great country, or we shouldn't do it this way because we're the only ones doing it this way. Well, maybe it's because we're unique. Maybe it's because we're slightly better than them. It's, it's the stupidest argument. No one else does it this way. Okay. Well, Germany was fascistic for a while. Italy was. Venezuela, people are killing dogs in the streets to eat as food. Chile's had their issues. Argentina, Britain tried to conquer the whole world at one point. France is a bunch of little girls that can't even fight, a, fight in a war. Okay, so don't tell me that we have to do it like everyone else. Nobody else is perfect. We're certainly not, but nobody else is. So why do we need to do it like them? Get off it, Trevor. It's even weird in America, you understand that? You don't elect mayors like this in America. You don't elect governors like this. You don't even elect idols like this. The presidency is the only office where, for some reason, you don't trust the popular votes. To compare voting for governors or mayors to voting for the president of the United States when you take 50 states into account for president, and for a governor, you take one state, for a mayor, you take one city, it's the stupidest argument. It's the stupidest argument. It's a straw man to get your mind off the main idea. It's, it's completely ridiculous to compare voting for governor and voting for the president of the United States. There's a reason you're a governor of a state and it's the president of the states. It's a completely separate issue. And the, by the way, it's not about Trump. You know the system is broken because the person with more votes lost in two of the last five elections. That's 40%, 40%. If a plumber told me that every time I flushed my toilets, there'd be a 40% chance would spray back at me, I'd be like, maybe I need a new toilet. But America's like, I've had this toilet for 200 years. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Psh, Trump! Trump! Oh, oh, that was horrible. All right, next election. Ah. You just told me it wasn't about Trump, but now that the crap is squirting back in your face, it is about Trump. It's just because these people don't Bush and Trump both don't align with what you want. They did the same thing. They did the exact same thing to George Bush in 2000. He's not a legitimate president. He doesn't deserve it. Well, you knew the rules going in. You can't try to change them now. You knew the rules. You knew it was about the Electoral College. And now you're, you're trying to claim this popular vote mess. You knew that didn't matter. Who cares about the popular vote? There was a football game. 
played earlier this year between Clemson and Pitt. Clemson possessed the ball for 34 minutes, Pitt for 26. Clemson outgained Pitt 630 to 464. Clemson was better on third down. Clemson was better on fourth down. But Clemson lost the game. Yards don't win games. Popular vote does not win. Saying you won the popular vote, that's literally like saying, we gained more yards than them, therefore we should win. That's not how it works. And you knew that going in. You knew that going in. So now to turn around and complain just because you lost, even though you knew these rules going in is so intellectually dishonest. And for you to then say it's not about Trump, of course it's about Trump. Of course it's about Trump. That's all you care about. You don't care about the Electoral College. You don't care about it. You just don't. You just want to delegitimize Trump's presidency before it begins so no one can take it seriously. You're a disgrace, Trevor Noah. I, John Stewart, for as leftist as he was, he was a smart guy who generally would at least provide both sides on issues or he could at least comprehend and understand that there was another side. And you come in here, you are a, you're a joke. You're a disgrace to his chair. I'm not a huge John Stewart fan, but you are a disgrace. All right, let's shift gears a little bit now after that tirade against one Trevor Noah. Let's talk about these conservatives and what on earth they're doing. Everyone continues to doubt the intelligence community, which it's not completely unreasonable, especially when a couple of them disagree. But according to all the information, especially from the CIA, Russia Russia hacked the DNC. Russia leaked everything. And it, I mean, there's no telling if it affected the election. It probably didn't. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, it, it probably, as I said on Tuesday, it definitely didn't affect the election. But that's not the point. And it, their motive isn't even the point. The point is they were able to do this. Russia was able to do this. And... And we can't let this happen. And those of you that are that are doubting the intelligence or that continue to lie and that continue to lie and shill for Putin and for Trump amidst all this, when Putin, first of all, the fact that that his his approval ratings among Republicans have arisen by like 30%. Okay, and that has nothing to do with him as a person. Him as a person is horrible. He, the CIA is saying he is the one that directed his people to hack in and get the information. He is, uh, man... He's committing human rights violations in Syria. He kills journalists. He invaded and annexed Crimea, where there is still a war going on to this day that nobody talks about and nobody remembers, but Putin's responsible for that, and the death toll continues to rise. It's crazy to me 
that we are are happy with this guy, that we like this guy just because he supports Trump. You don't owe Trump anything. Trump owes you something. You don't owe him anything. Get that in get that through your head. Okay, he's he's a public servant. He's going to be the president. He owes you something. He owes you to come in and enact the policies that are parallel with his voter base. It's his job to come in, nominate a conservative judge for the Supreme Court to help business by by uh, de deregulating. Okay, these 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 conservative principles are why he was voted in and they are the reason that and, and these policies are the reason that that we must support him, but we cannot let him get away with this stuff by simply following him blindly and doing exactly what he says and supporting him no matter what, even though what he's doing is terrible and evil and chilling for Vladimir Putin is not what we want our president to do. Oh, and, and by the way, maybe you've forgotten this. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. He doesn't respect our president. And if it is Russia, which is probably not, nobody knows who it is, but if it is Russia, it's really bad for a different reason, because it shows how little respect they have for our country when they would hack into a major party and get everything. But it would be interesting to see. I, I will tell you this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. And I know that's Trump probably joking, probably trolling, but that's not even the point. The point is how it looks, how it sounds. It sounds like he is telling a foreign power to come in and try to influence the election. That's what it sounds like, and it's, it's, it's awful. And honestly, my gripe right now isn't about Trump. Trump is Trump, and he's going to do what he's going to do, and nothing any of us do or say can change any of that. My issue is with House Republicans, with Senate Republicans, with members of his cabinet, including and especially Reince Priebus, who has turned into a kiss-ass, and Mike Pence. Mike Pence has shown no fortitude at all in, a, in being able to stand up to Trump. Pence is now going crazy for these ridiculous economic plans that, that, Trump, has, that Trump has proposed in this, in this thank you tour that he's doing. My issue isn't with Trump. My issue is with Mike Pence. My issue is with Reince Priebus. My issue is with the 30-odd percent of conservatives that now like Vladimir Putin, that like this man that is a horrific dictator and who may or may not have influenced the election, but definitely almost certainly hacked in to the DNC and in, in probably an attempt to do so. And and now and we like this guy because he helped this orange god king that that some of the Republicans love so much. This is so hypocritical. It's irritating to 
an outstanding degree and and I'm getting tired of it. And this I heard I heard a quote from Ben Shapiro the other day. He said, I've never been I've never wanted to be more bipartisan and less bipartisan than I have in the past few months. And that's how I feel right now. Watching what the left and especially the media did for Hillary made me want to be so far to the right. And then watching now what the right's doing for Trump, for Putin, with all this nonsense makes me want to be as far as close to the middle as I can possibly get. So I don't have to say that I'm conservative. This is ridiculous and I'm tired of it. Let's get to some happy stuff, shall we? So from now on, as we go to our final segment, I'm just going to play a quick 20, 30 second snippet of a song. And as the left tries to destroy romance by redoing the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, thought I'd bring a little romance back. Here's a little Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. Really makes you want to hold his hand, doesn't it? I mean, people don't make songs like that anymore. I'm sorry. In other words, hold my hand. That, that's beautiful. That's, that's romance right there. That's not this new age booty shaking hose in the club, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's great stuff. Frank Sinatra, always classic. All right, let's get into our three fun facts. Today's three fun facts will be about the origins of Christmas, because it is Christmas time, so I'll do a, a few more Christmassy themes as we get closer to the date. But first of all, let's talk about why December 25th. If you've ever wondered why December 25th, it, as with most things, comes from the Romans. All right, December 25th was the date of the winter solstice on the Roman calendar. It was also nine months after March 25th, which many people linked to the conception of Christ, which, so nine months later is when he would have been born. And um, there's, a, there's a legend that it was December 25th because Jesus chose to be born on the shortest day of the year for symbolic reasons. This is a... A quote from a sermon by Augustine. Hence it is that he was born on the day which is the shortest in our earthly reckoning, and from which subsequent days begin to increase in length. He therefore, who bent low and lifted us up, chose the shortest day, yet the one whence light begins to increase. In other words, he chose the shortest day of the year, so that from then on out, the light in the world will only increase. Very poetic. Very beautiful. I, I like that very much. Um, and then moving on to uh, the Middle Ages. All right. It was uh, Christmas Day was overshadowed by Epiphany, all right, which generally focused on, on the visit of the Magi. Um, and as I mentioned the other day, Martin Luther was the first to bring a Christmas tree into the home. So he was kind of, that was kind of when the true kind of Christmas as we know it today began, but it still had a while to go. But Charlemagne was crowned emperor on Christmas Day in 800, and King Edmund the Martyr on Christmas in 855, and King William I of England was crowned on Christmas Day 1066. 
All right, so there's this there's this history of anointing emperors and kings on Christmas Day, which is which is kind of cool. I, I found that really interesting. Um, and and finally, the uh, the 18th century, uh, or rather the 17th century, my fault. The 17th century. So the Puritans they condemn the the celebration of Christmas, considering it a Catholic invention and quote the trappings of popery. All right, as in the Pope. Uh, I heard a quote about the Puritans that basically to be Puritan is to be worried to have this grave concern that somewhere in the world someone is having a good time. <laughs> That's what being a Puritan is. And so they established the Anglican Church, um, which generally didn't have to do so much with Christmas. It had to do with, with feasts and saints' days rather than actual Christmas because, again, they believed that it was a Catholic invention. And also during those times, uh, gift-giving, it happened, but it was mostly between people with legal relationships, such as, you know, a lawyer and his client, or a tenant and his landlord, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't really between family members, or loved ones, or friends. It was really just between people with a professional, legal, working relationship, which is, is really fascinating to me. All right, since I did get into it a little bit today, and was a little bit angry, and maybe slightly depressing, Throughout the uh, whole Russian Trevor Noah thing, let's do a happy song today. This song is one of my personal favorites of all time by one of my personal favorite artists, Matt Carney. I'll play you the first verse and then read you the lyrics and have a quick talk about it and let you get back to your day. We pulled out on 65, suburban him on a Tuesday night with your broken leg, my favorite song. Julie, Julie, we sang along in our tired eyes Pulled up the drive, could hear the phone ring on the other side Of your front door that your hands made She was so surprised, it came and we talked about Babies' names on Halloween in the pouring rain And I fell asleep on the couch through the walls you kissed a mouth and I know what it's like cause everyone that I know in every place that I go every story that I'm told it's love, it's love, it's love that we're looking for. Alright, that is by Matt Carney. It's called Everyone I Know. It's a bonus track on the City of Black and White album. The lyrics real fast. We pulled out on 65 to Birmingham on a Tuesday night. With your broken leg and favorite song, Julie Julie, we sang along. And our tired eyes pulled up the drive, could hear the phone ring on the other side of your front door that your hands made. She was so surprised we came. And we talked about babies' names, Halloween and the pouring rain. I fell asleep on the couch. Through the walls, you kissed a mouth. 
and I know what it's like. Because everyone I know, in every place that I go, every story that I'm told, it's love, it's love, it's love that we're looking for. Okay? And then the second verse, which is just as beautiful. There's an outcry in the streets where, all, where the outcasts walk the beats, and all the widows and black sheep lay their souls down low to sleep, and I can hardly find the means for all the words I mean to speak, but still this fire inside of me seems too much for me alone to keep. But now the writing's on the wall, forgotten Krylon cans, will you send a prayer for me? Will you help me to stand? Because I know what it's like. Because everyone I know, every place I go, every story I'm told, it's love, it's love, it's love that we're looking for. It's a beautiful song, good sentiments, all right? Everyone, at the end of the day, all we want is for someone to love us. That's all we want, whether it be a significant other, a brother, a friend, a mother, a, you know, a co-worker. That's all we want. We just want people to love us and accept us for who we are. Accept yourself first for who you are, and, and, and others will accept you. That's, I, I promise you that's the case. Be who you are. Accept yourself. Love yourself. God, I can't believe I'm quoting Justin Bieber. But you, really, you know, accept yourself for who you are and others will follow. And at the end of the day, all we want is love and someone to love us and to be good to us and to feel like we matter. And so make other people feel that way also. Why you continue to accept yourself, make sure that other people feel your love as well. You don't know what kind of day they're having. Be kind, be courteous, love everybody. E-L-E. -E. Everybody love everybody. Alright? That'll do it for this Friday lunch break. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you finished your Guinness. I went a little long today, 30 minutes. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it, and I will be back on Tuesday. Hopefully I should be getting a new microphone so I can stop using this crap computer mic. So hopefully the audio will be better from now on. Thank you all for listening. It truly is an honor to speak to you all. Have a great weekend. Come back Tuesday if you want to hear some more nonsense. Y'all be good.